yo crew members what it be it's your boy wes and doing things a little bit different today andy's having some technical difficulties so we're going to forego the topic that we were going to talk about which was going to be uh esports and instead i'm going to go ahead i'm uh i'm going to give you guys a little bit of news plus on top of that talk about uh what i've been playing so i have a few stories here pretty good stories one of them is a little sad, especially when it comes down to like what I'm doing with uh, my playing. But uh, we'll go ahead. We'll just, just jump off with some of this stuff. One of the first things that I found was that GamesCon is officially canceled, but they're going to be doing a digitally a digital only event. They made an official statement and they said that just because of everything with the coronavirus and social distancing, they're trying the best to go ahead and make sure nobody else gets sick. So they went ahead and said, even though... Not all the details are known at present. The nationwide ban on all major events until the end of August will also affect the planning of Gamescom 2020. Furthermore, Gamescom 2020 will definitely take place digitally. We will provide further information shortly. So there's not really much to go ahead and give us. We all know that Gamescom is, uh, they do that one in Germany. And it was supposed to take place uh, August 22nd to the 24th, but the way that uh, the Germans have it set up, they're not even letting anything happen uh, publicly until the end of August. So obviously Gamescom is I mean, affected by this. So once we have more information about this whole situation with Gamescom, like, I mean, what I'm actually kind of excited to go ahead and see what they're going to do digitally, uh, show us. I mean, look, I'm excited for what's going to happen with E3. I mean, I, I'm waiting. I'm really waiting to go ahead and find out how they're going to go ahead and do all of this. Another thing that I went ahead and saw was that the PlayStation... So Sony decided that they're not going to back down on bringing out the PS5 holiday of 2020. But they are going to be limiting the amount of consoles that they're going ahead and uh, bringing out. Uh, people familiar with the matter saying that the PS5, within its first year, will only launch 5 to 6 million units by the end of March 2021. So if you think about it that way, there's not that much that's going to be coming out for it. Put in perspective, the PlayStation 4 sold over 7 million units in 5 months. So you're looking at Less than what the PlayStation 4 sold in five months is going to go ahead and be put out for 15, roughly. I mean, roughly 15 months. So, well, no, roughly for, what was it, March? So, holiday, you're talking about probably six, seven months. But it's still something that's kind of shitty. Some of it has to do with um, with coronavirus just because of them trying to get all the parts together and then trying to go ahead and narrow down what a price would be for it. And a lot of people are saying that the price is actually probably going to be higher than what everybody would want it, everybody would want it to be because of trying to narrow down these parts. Price tag, people are guesstimating is going to be around $499 to $549, so $500 to $550, bucks, which for a brand new console... And plus, I mean, with everything you're getting with that controller, you mean, we talked about the one of the last podcast, I wouldn't even argue with. I still think that's a pretty good price for it. I mean, I'm waiting to go ahead and see uh, what Microsoft says for the price of their console. The COVID-19 outbreak is apparently only a factor of those components rather than the production of the complete PS5 itself. So the promotional plans for the new device... Oh, 
According to Bloomberg sources who requested not to be identified, the pandemic has affected Sony's promotional plans for the new device, but its production capacity for the PS5 remains unchanged. So, essentially, just be- mainly because of Xbox dropping the Series X at the end of the year, they're still going to drop theirs at the end of the year because they don't want to lose out on that competition and going ahead and seeing basically who wins the console war. But they're also going to be limiting what they're going to be putting out for it, which kind of sucks if you ask me. And here, I have a lot of Sony stuff I realized. I didn't even even notice that when I first started pulling all this stuff up. And this is a weird one. So Sony put out a, Sony uh, did a patent for a robotic companion that can react to your emotions when it comes down to gaming. So, the U.S. Patent Trademark Office depicts a robot as a fuzzy little guy who sits next to you on the sofa while you play games. It has no mouth, but a pair of eyes, and apparently it wears boots, which is kind of weird. And it is said it is able to talk and emphasize with the player, as well as move its arms, neck, and legs in reaction to the user's emotion. So, having this thing with me, like playing like Freaky Friday, would be weird. Because if it reads my emotions, it's going to read my anxiety. If it's going to read my anxiety, it's going to act like that, and then it's just going to make me act like that more. It is just a perpetual just cycle of shit that just happens that way, apparently for me. I think this is very strange, but I also think that something like this would be really cool for, like, uh, you know I mean, kids that are uh, maybe on the spectrum. That, I mean, it might be cool to go ahead and have, somebody, have this little character sitting next to them and, you know I mean, kind of like... I mean, give them that little buddy that maybe they might not have. I mean, unfortunately, kids are mean. And, you know, I mean, kids on the spectrum are different and people treat, you know, I mean, people that are different bad sometimes, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I actually think this is a pretty cool idea for, you know, I mean, if you're looking for something for like kids, but for a grown ass man, I think it'd be kind of creepy, especially with the way they're, that they've drawn this thing. It basically looks like a little cloud with eyes and uh, arms and legs. Now, this one kind of made me sad. I was not happy to go ahead and see this. I have been playing, with our Freaky Friday segment, I've been playing Resident Evil 2. In that game, I'm playing as Leon Kennedy, who is the police officer who's trying to go ahead, who's trying to, you know what I mean, undercover what's going on with Umbrella. The man that did the English version of Leon, you know what I mean, so the English voice, so basically what I hear when I'm playing the game unfortunately passed his name was paul hadded and uh he died at the age of 56 this is a shame i mean obviously it sucks i mean when when somebody passes uh i'm not it doesn't say here what he passed away from and the article is actually uh kind of short doesn't really have much on it um apparently he also was um he, he was fairly good with his uh with his voiceover work he was also quicksilver in the original X-Men animated series that me, along with other people, are watching on Disney+. Plus, He did not voice Leon in the other installments, but he was, I mean, at least from what I know, I mean, he was the first, uh, first person to voice him. I think Leon was first shown in the second game. He wasn't in any other ones. But it's definitely a shame, you know what I mean, that he went ahead and passed. Yeah, so Paul Haddad, rest in peace. So the next thing that we're going to do, well, that I'm going to do, is I'm going to tell y'all about what I'm playing. So first and foremost, let's get into the thing that freaks me the fuck out. Every Friday, like I just previously said, we do a segment called Freaky Friday. I hate 
playing horror games. It's just something that I absolutely don't like doing. It brings my anxiety up, which makes just everything a shitstorm and a half. So Andy had the lovely idea of, hey, how about we go ahead and you play scary video games and we'll post it on Twitch and let everybody watch. And it seems to be fairly successful so far. I am enjoying, you know, I mean, the, you mean, the, you mean, everybody coming in and, and, and watching and yeah, it's definitely freaky. Um, let's see here. So I finally made it out of the police station and it took long enough to go ahead and have that happen. And then when you get out of the place to, uh, police station, you end up teaming up with a woman named Ada, who's a federal agent of some, of some sort. And you end up playing as her for a little bit. And I thought that was actually really cool because she has this gun that can uh, trace wires and then hack, I mean, hack whatever you are trying to hook up. So you can go ahead, you, like, you could turn something on and then hack it in order to make it, like, say for a fan, spin really, 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 really fast and then break apart. And then when it does that, it opens up an area for you to be able to walk through. I thought that was really damn cool. When you're her, you're chasing after a you're chasing after a scientist who created the G virus, or at least was part of creating the G virus, and helped uh, helped go ahead and dis- uh, distribute it out to Raccoon City to cause all the mayhem that's been happening. When you're her, you go walking around these sores. Actually, before that even happens, you end up finding this mutated fucking alligator things probably easily 30 feet long probably five six feet tall just when it's on its belly and you got to get out of that fucker's way and that shit was hilarious and it was scary as hell at the same time because you had to make sure you were bobbing and weaving in the right section and it was the first time in the game the character actually ran because when you click the button to quote-unquote run all you're actually doing is kind of just like speed walking which is i think ridiculous but when you get past that, then you get shot by the scientist as Leon, and then you end up being, and then you end up going as Ada. Mr. X finds Ada. I almost died. Actually, no, I, so I died twice when I was playing as Ada. I think maybe three times, actually. But that shit was insane, because you end up being uh, Ada, and Mr. X is chasing you. I'm circling around these boxes, trying to get this fan to blow up, because I'm hacking it. All the while trying not to get punched in the face by Mr. X. Fucking terrifying. But it's actually kind of been a lot of fun. This last segment of Freaky Friday was... It wasn't as scary for me. There was definitely anxiety. But I wasn't scared. And I found that interesting because I didn't think that that was going to happen. I thought I was going to be freaked out the entire game no matter what. But for the most part, this has basically been a little bit of a lull when with um with how the whole thing is going. So, so you end up as Ada, you go through this whole thing, you end up in an incinerator that you have to go ahead and hack these three uh, fans in order to open the door. And then when you get done that, you end up in this garbage pit thing. I don't even know what the hell it is. I mean, I mean look, I mean, you're in a sewer system, you're in a septic system. And then when you fall into that, you you land on a piece of metal, stabs your leg, and then you become Leon again. Because now Ada is incapacitated because she can't move anywhere, can't do anything. 
So then you got to run through a different section of the whole thing because obviously you can't do the stuff she can. And when you did all that, then you end up finding her where she fell. And that's where I stopped playing because I've been playing this for about an hour and a half every time that we run through these. And I'm fine with that. I'm actually a little more comfortable with you know, with the hour and a half just because of the whole setup that I have. Because I do have my, my basement pitch black. And with those headphones on that I wear while I'm playing, all I hear is the game. I can't hear anything else at all. And it it and it it, it definitely is scary. But um that's where I currently am in Resident Evil 2. How far I am in the game? I truly don't know. Andy has not told me yet. So I don't know if I'm close, middle, and whatever. Um, but so far, it's been freaky as shit, but it's been fun. I've actually I actually enjoyed myself more this last run of Freaky Friday than I have in the previous ones. I mean, I'm about five and a half hours into the game, so we'll count that as whatever you will. So another game that I've been playing, and this is the one that I've been uh, doing more on Twitch, and I've been uh, thrown down with my friends on, is Borderlands Three. So Saturday night, I did beat the game in the initial in, in the first campaign run. Ended up being a level thirty-seven when I finished the game, and I have the ability to do true Vault Hunter mode. I have the ability to turn on Mayhem. So it's going to happen. It just all depends on when I actually decide to play the game again. But I think I might want to try something else. I was talking with Andy before, and uh, we're talking with our boy John, who's been on the podcast also, about uh, Fallout 76 with the new Wastelanders DLC. Now, the Wastelanders DLC brings back the NPCs of the non-playable characters that everybody has been so desperately desiring in these games. Because when they first put the game out, you didn't have anything, and the game, look, to me, the game was a drag. I'll go ahead, I'll, I'll, I'll put it exactly the way that I think. It was a drag. You could run through the entire game. You didn't have to do the campaign, and you could still level up not caring, which is something that I did. I, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I just turned the game back on again. I think I'm a level 40. But now, with the NPCs, and I think, I'm see, I'm curious on whether you're going to go ahead and actually have companions or not. But I I want to go ahead and find that out. So the DLC is downloaded. The game is prepped. I'm going to start scheduling my Twitch times. And I think I'm actually going to go ahead and play 76 for my Twitch times that I put out for everybody to go ahead and watch. I'm actually kind of excited because from what John said, uh, it's it basically gives us the fallout that we wanted out of this game. So I definitely want to check it out. I definitely want to see what it has in store. I don't know whether I'm guessing I don't have to finish the actual campaign in order to go ahead and do this. Cause if I do, then well, I'm kind of a kind of far back on that. So we'll find out when I jump into it. Uh, I will be. So like I said, I, I, I am going to be scheduling my Twitch, so I'm not going to be just randomly jumping on whenever here's what's going to happen Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I will be on Twitch. Monday and Wednesday, you're talking about roughly 8.15-ish to about 9.30, I'll be going, uh, and these are at these times are at night, 8.15 p.m. to 9, 9.30 p.m., I'll be on playing and uh, running through these games. Fridays, I don't have to worry about anything, 
So that's why my Friday time is still the same. Fridays are still going to be 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m.-ish, you know what I mean, depending on you know, when I jump on. I, I try to make it 90 minutes regardless of what time I get on. Those are the times that I'm going to be jumping on Twitch. Maybe I'll do a Saturday hit. Maybe I'll do a Sunday hit. Honestly, it all depends on how I feel. I keep on trying to get to that affiliate role, and I'm just trying to do the best I can with the whole thing. So... That's basically where we're at, guys. Um, on the next podcast, hopefully, as long as everything works out the way it's supposed to, Andy will be back with us, and I, you guys won't have to hear me drone on again for twenty-ish minutes. Which I can fully understand why you'd why you'd rather hear two people than one. <laughs> this has been very weird trying to actually record this by myself. I'm not I'm not used to doing this in the slightest. But yeah. Finished up Borderlands 3, so I'll be messing around with that every now and again. Uh, I am going to go ahead and start streaming on Twitch for Monday and Wednesdays, and I'm going to be doing Fallout 76 for that, which I'm actually fairly excited for. And then Freaky Fridays is still going to happen when Resident Evil 2 on Friday nights from 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. So until then, I ask all of you to stay safe, wash your hands, and as always... Game on. Peace. hey What's up, crew members and croupies? It's time to connect with CGC. As always, you can give us our feedback and reach out to us on consolegamingcrew at gmail.com. We've got our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, and our YouTube. Uh, we are going to have a Twitch coming up soon. I'm going to have the other guys take care of that in a little bit. But... Please reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. It's going to be Console Gaming Crew, and our Twitter handle is at Console Crew. Uh, again, feedback is fantastic, so please reach out to us. Uh, you know, give us your feedback on uh, what you think, what we can do to improve everything. Uh, also, please check us out on our uh, our webpage, which is consolegamingcrew.com. There's always updated information there, uh, stories, and all that other kind of cool stuff. Uh, and as always, game on. Thank you.